this is this is this is this this is hidden gem. This is hidden gem. This is hidden gem. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, bet, bet. Yeah, man. So yeah, it's been like yeah, like three years since I've seen you. I think, man, last time we did a show together. Yeah, I think yeah, it's strange. Like I haven't run into you since then. It might. I don't know. It's, this is crazy. I just realized that it's been that long, man. But uh, congrats yeah. with hitting gym, man. I'm, I'm glad you're doing this, man. For real. I appreciate it, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you, bro. Um, this is episode 19, man. Got my man Artemis here tonight, and we're gonna get to know our man Artemis. We're gonna go back, what, 20 years in the making with you. Man, it's probably like twenty plus, man. Twenty plus, right? In yeah. So, yeah, I've been in DC since '97. Yeah, right. Twenty three years. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, man, let's yeah, man. let's get this started, bro. Um, so where does it all begin from? You when it begin with you? Are we gonna start in Tennessee? Is this where it really all begins with yeah. you? Okay. Yeah, originally born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee, South Side. Um. Borderline of Antioch. Um, that was like, um, Jesus, man. It, it was, it was all right growing up there. I mean, I, I came from like a mixed mixed neighborhood, man. Like we had, it was like basically just a middle class, working class neighborhood, black and white, Asian, Hispanic, everybody. And a lot of people don't know that about Nashville, and they call it in low key. Some people call it Little LA a little bit because it's just got so many different kinds of people. Um, and um, yeah, man, I I was born and raised there. Um, I got into hip hop, like, I want to say around the age of six, probably six or eight. Um, my um, my sister had a greatest raps hit, greatest raps hits tape with like Roxanne Shantae and UTFO, Houdini on it. And I, I borrowed it from her. I used to play it out on my headphones all the time. Uh, I wound up writing my first rap in a uh, church. That's the funny part. And we had to do it for like this talent show. And I wrote all the parts. I gave myself the extra cool parts while it, like like I was battling these other kids. They were like supposed to go to Sunday school. It was it was funny. And um, you know, I didn't take it seriously for a while until I got to high school. Like, and I probably and and there were some things there too. It's like you know. There was no manual of how to rap for real. You know what I'm saying? There was yeah. no like, there was no like, there wasn't there wasn't really many people I could just look up to and say, hey, and, and locally that hey, I want to rap. Could you show me? God, it was tough to find people. And uh, I would say, and fast forward until when I was a teenager, it was hard to find people like that because there was a, a gang of gangster rappers. You had some gospel rappers coming up too, but you know. When you're that young, you're not sure what you're trying to do, so you're just trying yeah. to find yourself. Um, so I was kind of the start of it. That's like a, a brief start of it. I was like learning how to freestyle battling, learning how to battle. I was watching Rap City like religiously, trying to learn. I was watching the UMTV raps religiously. Um, I was uh, like one of my first CDs was like Cypress Hill, the first Cypress Hill album. I was listening. I was listening to that like crazy. 
Um, I had like stuff like like when you were younger. I had stuff like MC Hammer. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> little, little little funny kid stuff. You know, I had stuff like that. But like like stuff like Cypress Hill. I actually had like like De La Soul's third album got me through a lot. Um, oh. When they put out um, Blue and Mind State, it really helped me out a lot. Uh, those years, uh, like I was just listening to so many of those albums, but. I was not picking up how to rap like properly for real though either. So it was kind of a, it was, it was like a, it was a challenge. So getting up to DC, um, when I got a chance to go to Howard, uh, immediately I was around the people that knew how to rap off the break, you know, and I was getting, and since I really didn't understand my concept of how I was supposed to like, going about rap, rapping properly, I wasn't getting that much love at first. So I'll just be dead ass honest. Matter of fact, one of the first times I I was at Howard, and then we, it was a gang of us that got around and started ciphering. I tried to freestyle. People left. I was mad as hell about that shit. I was so mad about that. And it just challenged me to get better because I would write, I would freestyle, and people would tell me that. And I was just trying to figure out like the kinks and mechanics of it like it was school. Even though I had my schoolwork, I was trying to like figure it out. Like, what was I not doing right? So, um... So a couple of years passed. I'm like in a couple of groups. I did a couple of battles. Still trying to figure out. I was recording with my homeboy, uh, my man Greg. Um, he used to work the door at Trist over here at um, at um, yeah, Evan Adams Morgan. And like one day, I had this beat. Like, and I'm fast forwarding through a lot of this. At this point, I'm trying to make beats too. So I don't have everything all together. Like I'm like I'm like. I, I, I did like I did this crazy offbeat project called um, "Life Is a Humble Experience" that people liked, but my style was like crazy and just all over the place. And I was trying to simplify the formula of it. And I made this beat, and I went to my man Greg's studio, and I was just like, "Yo, um, I was trying to rap over the beat. I thought I was trying to be like Royce the Five Nine or something. It ain't sound nothing like that." And my boy would stop me. He was like, "Yo, this ain't gonna work." He was like, look, man, I want you to go back, listen to the beat, da, da, da. I was like, what? I was crushed. I was like, all right, man, I'll take your advice. So I came back the next week to his spot. He used to stay over there on, on 16th Street, um, like going towards um, Silver Spring. Okay. And um, I went over there, and I figured it out somehow. Like, I figured out, and I realized that this wasn't, like, hitting the pockets right of rapping. And like I said, people weren't trying to show me all that, for real, you know. It was always something... Um, it was always just like something wild, you feel me? So yeah, yeah, man. Um, so going back a little bit, what what, yeah. what brought you from Tennessee to to DC? How that whole thing go about? Just just going to Howard, man. Um, okay. When um when I had the chance to go to Howard, like you know, one thing about me was that I um I I always um. I was always trying to make school somewhat of a priority somehow. Mm -hmm. I wasn't like the best student, but I knew that there was a value in like getting an education. You dig what I'm saying? So I was trying to like figure out how can I do schoolwork and do like rap and do this rap shit because it was it was tough. Like in my hometown, you know, when they look at rappers, they ain't, they're not looking at rappers like the same way I am. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They're not looking at like they could be educators or 
you know, this is a viable career. Um, but this is like late nineties. Um, so like I wound up like being able to get into Howard just after a few trials and tribulations. Um, and once I got in, it was, um, you know, I still kept rapping. I, I still kept working on my craft though. I kind of felt it was important for some reason. Like, um, like being up here, hold on a second. I got to respond to something. Give me one second. You're good, bro. Um, so yeah, I, I knew that, um, I knew, I knew that, I knew the importance of trying to keep my education going and still trying to, um, and still trying to get, um, get my bars up, you know? Um, and that's why I really wound up in DC just to go to school. I almost went back to, I almost went back to Nashville. Um, I considered getting married, I considered getting married and dealing with this uh, young lady who I'd known for like pretty much almost all my life. I was seeing off and on, um, but something just hit me about this area, man. Like one thing a lot of people don't know um, is that um, I feel like a lot of people don't know on, on another level at Howard. Some of us that would hit the streets around here, like we would go to like U Street, uh, we would go to places up on 14th Street or whatever, like we were like seeing a different world of DC that I don't think a lot of people on Howard's campus knew about. I probably was even too scared to even like get into because we were like, like you would catch us at like, uh, I don't know, like Metro gallery. You would catch us at Erico's. A lot of people don't know about Erico's. We talk about state of union, but they don't know about the battles that are going on at Erico's or coffee house or of course cap city. Like we, Friday night, Cap City True Schools popping, or if it was at Cafe Mamanage, it was at Bento Mice. So, like, all that kind of just made me like, dang, like, this is the kind of thing I wish I had back in my hometown in Nashville because we, we weren't getting that kind of thing, you know? Um, and it was, like, a lot of hunger here. It was different from, like, a lot of diff other cities, like, and how, like, me and, me and my home homies from our crew, we would go up to New York and like, or somewhere else, like on the East Coast, and do stuff. Or uh, some of my partners that were from LA, they had a different like vision of what the rap scene was out there. But I felt like DC was like one of the. I, I still feel like it's the one of the most underrated, slept-on scenes here for music. Period. On top of that, hip hop, like definitely hip hop. Um, yeah, that made me want to stay, man. Like seriously. Yeah. Straight up. So up in Howard, there was an HBCU um, that I guess that you're involved with, that, that the iconic HBCU. How that impact right. you? And, and for people that don't know what that is, what exactly was HBCU? Historically Black College and Universities. So, um, you know, it's 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 it started with my sister actually. Not only did she influence me with the music, she actually influenced my decision to go to Howard because when she went when I was younger. I um I would like go up I would go up there and visit her sometimes. I remember man, well, I can't remember how old I was, but I remember going up there and she was um she stayed in the towers. The towers are um the towers are like it's like close by that um at McDonald's over there. And man, when I was kicking it over there, 
I was too young to be doing this though, but I would sneak out of the dorm she was at. I just go around and hit the streets. I was too young doing that. <laughs> I was too young doing that shit. And it had it had nothing to do with rap though, but it was funny because I was just like getting acclimated to everything. And like, man, I I just remember and I would have like and things like that would happen to me. Like that things like that would happen to me in DC. I would just like venture out on my own around sometimes and just get to know the city a little bit. Um I want to say one time. Actually, no, no, no. Wait a minute. No, that, that didn't happen. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm bugging out. I was about to say yeah. something else. That didn't. Ha- I was about to say something that didn't accurately ha- didn't happen that way. <laughs> um. No, I was about to talk about. I was about to mention how I got my I got like a rare essence tape, and I and I mixed it up with another event, and that was and and that was another thing though. Um. We didn't even know about Go-Go down south either. So I had the uh, – I remember coming back home, and this time I was, like, a junior in high school at this point. I had, like, the red, black, and green um, Rare Essence tape, and I was just banging that joint like crazy. Like, I, I love that tape, man. Um, but I, I guess I didn't – and I just – I still love Go-Go to this day. I always do. I guess at the time I, I didn't get it, but I wanted to get it so bad. Cause I was so into the movement, I was like, what? "This is new. What is this?" And like, I would just get the tape, and I just didn't really get it, but I was still playing it over and over. And I got into it more and more, um, not to the point where I was hitting all the scenes around, um, because I was really interested in the hip hop scene here. Um, so like, um, I want to say like, being in Howard and then be able to run into people like Poem C's seeing Infinite Loop perform live, having the Define print tape, seeing Team Demolition everywhere, or, man, like, kicking it with Dirty Water, um, seeing Sean Bala perform, all all that kind of drew me in, man. It, it really, like, inspired me to just be like, yo, I need to stay here and do something here, man, myself. Oh, bro. And that's how the whole HBCU came about? Well... Yeah, it, it was a combination. Um, I feel like I like the fact that it was like, okay, well, D.C. is Chocolate City, and I'm seeing, like, some of the best opportunities presented here. We have that in Nashville, but it's not in the way that we would like it. I mean, one of the weirdest things about Nashville, like when I went back there a couple of years ago for my high school reunion, I got off the plane, and one of the weirdest things you will ever see there is the presentation of country music, white people, and religion, right when you get off the plane and you go to pick up your bags or something, and it's just there in your face. You don't get that in D.C., you know? Yeah. It's always a very cultural thing. And they let and you and off the break, people let you know it's Chocolate City, you know? So I kind of I dug that, you know? Um, and that kind of played a part in the – it played a part in my role of being here and – in, in D.C. and going to Howard. And I would say, like, the prestigious thing about education there at Howard, it really definitely was, like, a big thing for me. Like, I guess I considered Hampton, but Hampton was, like, way out there in the woods like that. My man went to Hampton. I couldn't do it. I was like, all right, the real H.U., I got to be here. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I, I considered Morgan, I considered Xavier. I considered all these other places. It just it just wasn't for me, you know what I mean? Um so yeah, it was it was just a combination of things. My sister, the culture here, 
um, the streets around here, the music, just everything. I, it just drew me in. Dope, man. Um, in connection with your sister, I guess, while, while we're talking about that, did you have any other mentors coming up when you're rapping, you know, com being young, coming into the game? So I mentioned my – okay, so, dang, mentors. Uh, I will say that um, definitely, like, when I mentioned Poem C's, of course, you know, those guys I, I definitely looked up to, Coke Eye. Um, they were kind of later – and they were kind of later on. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like, oh yeah, you know what? I, so they're like stories of when I was younger that I'm, I'm just realizing happened. Um, there was this guy named, um, he called himself power. He was from Knoxville. This dude, he was like got dreads long. He was like this very skinny dude. And, um, at the time when I would get up with him, um, college at Tennessee state, I want to say, and, um, I would like go up to TSU for these um these summer programs sometimes. And I can't remember how I got connected with him, but I remember freestyling with him and he was like a mentor to me. Like just for a short period of time I got to kick it with him. He was a, a damn good mentor to me. And he was showed me that, you know, he was from he was from a town that was different that was over. But the thing is, like me and him had the same mindset, you know what I'm saying? So that kind of like gave me some insight. Um Count Base D is another one. A lot of people don't know that Count Base D went to uh, MTSU um, back in the day. So he got his deal um, for the um, for what was it sandwiches? Um, and he put out that single. T Boss tried to talk to me and all that. So there was this thing called Summer Lights that was in Nashville, right? And we, and everybody in town would go in there, check it out, kick it, whatever, right? Um, so I saw this dude sitting up there, just rapping, doing whatever. At one point, he sat down, played the roles, and rapped at the same time. And it was T-Boss trying to talk to me. And, like, Count Base D, man, he kind of – he really inspired me from that, man. And I was like, dang. I didn't know he – I thought he was originally from Nashville, but he he was, like, from the Midwest. He'd been down south everywhere. But, um, yeah, man, he – that was a mentor for me early on. Um. Yeah. This group called Utopia State, um, they were like a, they were a bunch of conscious, conscious brothers that were together. Um, I ran into them a couple of times in Nashville. They were like mentors. A couple of gospel rappers, actually. Uh, this, group, this group called The, the Grits, um, they, were, they were pretty big. They were signed to Goatee Records. Um, I looked up to them. They were pretty cool. Um, I never wanted to be a gospel rapper because I felt like, you know, Nashville has, has like a has gospel music going locked like that, but I just, I wasn't trying to do that, but I liked that positive energy. Um, them and uh, Nota Verbs, um, he was he was a gospel rapper by himself that was signed to Goatee. Um, they like, all those guys like low-key mentored me in a short in a short amount of time. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but, um, but here, man, like I was saying, Poem C's, Coke Eye, um, I very much looked up to Wes, man. I still do, actually. I respect his worth ethic, man. Um, uh, let's see. Definitely, like, like Infinite Lube definitely was, like, some 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 people I looked up to, of course. You know, they always they always put it on a damn good show, and I was just was like, man, I want to be able to rock like that. You dig what yeah. I'm saying? Um, 
Yeah, man. That there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people who I definitely attribute to mentoring me, but there's certain people who I've who've, who've done a whole lot, you yeah, know, yeah. to help me. So you are you are one guy that I've known for such a long time. It's been in so many collaborative projects and groups. We're not going to go down every single one, but it's all I mean, you, you've been in Far XP, S4YM, Cabal Corps, and many more yeah. groups. Um, and it's not to like uh, this on anyone, like, but like, which ones really like stand out to you the most? And and Man. what and what makes and what makes them? Yeah, you know, I guess what what makes some of these groups different from each other? You know, when when you do when you do these projects with people. So like, man, it's crazy. Like, uh, the the first, I would say the first, like, well, you know, what? let me let me say this. I did sitcom with a uh, Sheree Latson. Shout out to Sheree. That was like me challenging myself as a producer, and that was dope because I was working with a vocalist who did poetry. Um, it didn't, it didn't go as, it didn't go as planned in the end, um, but it was really, really dope still to do do with her, man. She was, uh, she's still like a just a, a true talent, um, and we put out a decent project together. I thought I liked our project. Um, Fast forwarding when I got up with um when I got up with uh Ed Metaphysical, shout out to him. Um he was I don't I don't know even know if he was I think he was slowly breaking into the DJ scene around then. The thing is, man, like I've I've gone through so many like ups and downs with studios. Mm -hmm. Um by the time I got up with him, I was able to knock out three projects in like a weird in a weird amount of time. So I worked on my solo. He had a bunch of beats he had, and we just like having fun working on stuff. And then I was working on the Art of Plus stuff with my man, um, with my man Mike Reese, aka Slurgeon, wherever he's at. He used to call himself Double Plus. I know he's on here somewhere. Uh, so that was a that was probably that was really fun. That was like a very productive time, and I enjoyed working on the project, uh, the Art of Plus project a lot. It was different for me. It was very experimental, and then. That metaphysical project was just that was that was me that was like an homage to De La Soul and the with the skits and everything and just having fun, man. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that project turned out the way it did. It was just so fun to do. Um, then there was um, the Sea Royal project I did that glasses have full of. That was that was different because I was sending vocals to somebody like in another state. Who I met, I met him through different like ways. You dig what I'm saying? Like I met him through like a a form or two, um, and like that project actually got it's it's kind of weird. That project kind of hit different circles like around the world. Like I haven't even pressed up hard copies of it. We had a single deal through of a man, um, um, black. Um, he had this label called Shotgun Daisy Records, and we did like a three single deal through him. Was able to hook that up, and we never we put out the album, but we never pressed it up on hard copy. Um, but he got a lot of love, though. That's the crazy thing. Um, that might be one of the top ones, I'd say. Okay. Far XP, Far XP was such a dope dynamic, and uh, I'm wearing the shirt right now, actually. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Um, um, yeah, Far XP was such a dope dynamic, man. But uh, 
it just didn't work out like it should have and it, it could have, you know. But we our project is so good though, man. Oh my god. Like You guys killed it on our show, man. Yeah, you guys threw it down on our show. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So we was um so bam, I mean, when we did that project, you know, like me and uh RNL, shout out to my bro RNL, we uh we got up with um unknown. Through a weird series of events, it has to do with Flex. Is crazy ass. <laughs> I love Flex, but he's crazy. <laughs> love Flex. <laughs> it has to do with his crazy ass somehow, because that's like, because like, because unknown as his brother, pretty much. Um, but like, we got up with him, and like, I can't remember how it happened, but we picked out a bunch of beats. I just started writing to him. I did, and I, and by this time, I had like a bootleg set up at the crib. I did a couple of demos. Threw them the groups. It was like boom, 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 boom. See what y'all want to do. Um, and it took us a while to get that joined together because it was like a five man thing. You know, it's like leaders of the new school. You know what I'm saying? Like trying to get all those personalities in one space. Um, it just didn't work out though, man. And it's just, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Yeah. But it, you know, much love to all of them, of course. And I'm glad that we were able to put out. Uh, actually, yeah, you know, before that we did put out like. We put out like technically three projects, so cool. you know it 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 amounted to something. Um, you know, it was lucky so and so's. Um, that was different for me. Um, I'd been in a different band setting before that. Um, I was in Ingleside Collective. My man Jerry Bush, who played drums with Fugazi before, Hash, who played bass with the, who's played bass with Thievery Corporation. Those two, um, it's myself, Arnell, and um, Navi. Shout out to Navi. Uh, that happened because I knew Jer Jerry. Jerry was roommates with my homeboy Harry Hotter at one point, and um, and somehow I've, over the years, me and Jerry just kept running into each other when I go kicking with Harry or whatnot. And but by, by the time Harry moved out and he and he was doing doing something else or whatever. Me and Jerry got close, and somehow just wound up us like being able to put that project together. I can't remember how. It has something to do with Flex again, though. That's the funny part. Like Flex is supposed to be a part of that project, and he really wasn't because he would do stuff with them. Uh, with them. Um, so Ingleside Collective happened, but then there, but with Lucky So and So's that happened because I was um I was in this um I was in a flash band competition for for the MC. Uh, for MCing or whatever, I came in second place, and they were doing the um, hip hop flash band competition for like the band or best band or whatever. And so this band was looking for like another MC in the group, and I wound up uh, getting in contact uh, with uh, Ian Taranji, who plays guitar for uh, for um, Lucky So and So's, and we just talked it out, whatever. I, and then I ran into uh, Parabellum, um, Leeton. And like I was like, yo, he was one of the guys that was killing at the con at the at the um at the competition. So we ended up developing a good rapport. And Lucky So and So is still around, but this has changed so much. I mean, me and me and Ian are probably the, are pretty much the only original members now. Um, but we but we're still talking about getting stuff together. Um so yeah, there's that. Um, what was it? What was the name? What was the name of that group again? What's the name of the group called? Oh, uh, the Lucky So and Sos. Okay, it was like okay. it's Bossa Nova. It's like Bossa Nova hip hop. Um, Got gotcha. you. Okay. A little bit of rock mixed in, like pretty good stuff, man. 
Um, let's see. There is, man, there's other stuff I'm forgetting, too. So the, later on from that, is that how strange that click came to be? Is that so strange? Click. So this is the funny part. Strangers and Click formed because when I was doing, when I did the cipher at Funk Parade. When I did that cipher, the um, the drummer from the group he saw all of us freestyling. Again, it has to do with flex somehow. Mm. <laughs> but this is actually like a good one. So like basically, okay, um, a freestyle. The drummer. He asked me something weird, and I freestyled about it, made fun of him for it, and everybody laughed about it. And he was impressed by it. I I can't remember what I said, but it was funny. Um, Flex got his card or something. Flex couldn't do it because he has like, cause cause he was he's always doing like live shows at um, you know, rest in peace, 18th Street Lounge. You know, it's gone now, but he was doing those Wednesday nights there. So me and him, so me and the drummer talked, uh, Reuven. And Ruben just took his time. It's like, yo, man, like, just give me some time. We'll put it together. So slowly and surely, he just got everybody together, got the right elements of people together. And um, we we sat on that name for like, well, we sat, we couldn't decide on the name for two months. And one day I just like, I just was like, okay, we're sh we don't know each other for real. We kind of get along well. Strange as a click. And I put it together and then just put it, just made it happen, and um, yeah, it's been a, it's been kind of a rough road for us. You know, we were supposed to play our first show at one point. I got real sick, and we could we had to move it down. Um, we've we've had we've had so many trials and tribulations, but we're I love the fact that we've been able to come together and put the music we've done. Man, it's been so great. Um, Oh yeah, you asked about sorry for your mother. So that name was a so sorry for my mother was just a joking kind of name, you know. Okay. We um uh, we have a project already done, but we haven't been able to we haven't been able to put it out, put it out yet. Um, me and RNL and Prowse were joking about um, names at one point as a group, and we were just like, yeah, sorry for your mother, and like because we were talking about the whole minutes a society scene or whatever. Um, and then we we included multiple men because he's just like there's nobody like multiple men ever. There's nobody like multiple men who like can do what he does. And we just we put it together some tracks. Um, hopefully hopefully we'll see the light of day. I'm not sure when. Um, so 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 sorry for your mother. We had the delegation stuff, and that's like a whole chapter by itself, man. That's yeah. like that involves like. That actually involves Navi. Um, that involves my man Edgar. Edgar Diaz, shout out to him. He got his studio popping. Um, that was like a 10 to 20 plus person thing and just didn't, it didn't work out like it should have, you know. But, you know, the good thing is everybody kept on creating. I think around then, I, um, I, was, I was wrapping up the tracks for the, I can't replace me series. So the stuff I have with uh, the tracks I have with Odyssey, the track like the track I have with Kev Brown, stuff I have with Slim Cat, um, like all that stuff that I broke up into like a four parter. The stuff I had with Hezekiah, that those all came out over the years, and I was actually about to put that in, out in bulk, but Brunell and Edgar were like heading like delegation, 
I was trying not to be bullheaded for once and just do just do me. I, w- I was like, okay, I need to listen to people. So they were like, yeah, break it up and da-da-da. So um, I wound up doing the I Can't Replace Me series that way. And so mm-hmm. technically that was kind of like on an executive producer note, that they somewhat, they helped on that front, helped me kind of guide that a little bit. Um, Jeez, what else? I feel like I'm missing some stuff, man, because like there's – there's projects I forgot about. Like, I did a project with my man Infinito two, two in each seventeen from Chicago. Shout out to him. Um, we did a project with this, uh, this kid Kaiser. Shout out to him. Um, we did a project on um, was it Joe Left Records? I think. Um, we put that together pretty quickly. Um, it's on my Bandcamp still, if I remember correctly. Um, got got a, got some love off of that one. Man, this is too like I'm trying to remember everything, and I keep you remember everything hard. <laughs> I'm trying to because because there's certain memories with some of this too. I get um, you, I get you. Yeah, man. Uh, it's hard to name a favorite, man. I mean, um, I mean the C- the Sea Roy album was probably me like very like well refined. You know, I felt like I probably gave like. I ca- I kind of gave everybody my all on that one to a degree. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, favorite one of my favorite ones by that I've done by myself had to be like, I can't play, replace me va- uh, part one. Uh, improve. I really like that project. I really like that. I got over my ego on that one. Um. Man, sees Mike's on it. One of my favorite. One of my favorite writers. Season Mike is one of my favorite, like, as far as pins and just putting yeah. together projects. I'll never want to battle him again because he's too hard to beat, man. <laughs> but he's that's my that's my dude, though. Like he's you kind of connected that question. I like how the way you connect everything, man. Um, I was asking the guys <laughs> asking the next question. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, C, uh, C talked about you in his episode, and also Flex oh, talked okay. about you in their episode. <laughs> And uh, they, uh, I, I guess he's talked about the story how like you got him to to do the scribble jam. Yeah, probably so, man. Yeah, because it's funny that I didn't do scribble jam because I felt weird okay, about that, that was my it. Like, question. I was like, I was gonna say, did you do did you did you do scribble jam? You didn't do it. Didn't do it, but I'm gonna tell you something. I was outside, so I was outside in circles freestyling and battling a lot though. Um, matter of fact, I remember I was battling this kid. He was underage drinking. It got so bad, I called him out for it. The bouncers came and got him and kicked him out because they overheard my freestyle. Like, it was funny. It was so funny. We were at, what, Top Cat? Was that Andy's or Top Cat? I can't remember. But, yeah, I got him into it. And you know what's crazy? So, like, C's got up there. Like, people know C's from, like, doing the uh, doing those battles uh, this over the years. One... One thing people don't know is that Craig Chromosome, the year, one of the years that we went up there, the first year we went up there, Craig Chromosome was knocking off people off the break. And that's another person who I don't want to battle ever again. He is too hard to beat, man. He was, and now I, I said to myself, I was like, watch this. He's going to kill everybody in these prelims. And he got up to like the finals of the prelims. He had to battle Deuce Leader. And like the, people knew Deuce Leader, basically. I mean, he he's a cool dude and everything, but everybody, they knew him, so it didn't go his go his way though. Um, 
And K, I think K Chromosome came up with I, I got jerked from that. But yeah, both of them dudes, like, like matter of fact, the first time I met them, we were on our way to Soul Camp. And um, we met at my, my own boy, um, Harry Hodder's house. I mean, his mm-hmm. spot off of New Hampshire when you stay over there at the time. And I, and I ain't gonna lie, man. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know any white people to rap, man. I'll just be real with you. I, I didn't, man. I, I it, 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 it was like a foreign concept or anything. I just didn't know any, like real, like for real. Like I just did not know. And they would just kick like Seize mice came across like a method man kind of, and it was just ill. And then like, K chromosome, he had his, he had something else going on. It was dope. I was like, damn, this shit is, shit is kind of fire. So we wound up just like over the years just building with each other on a lot of stuff. Um, I didn't wind up making music with them until later. Um, but yeah, but see, now Flex is a different story. Me and Flex came up in the same circles, you know. Flex was very, um, Flex is like, Flex is like very out, way more out there than I was in the beginning. But we were like peers in the same thing. Like, I was trying to like focus on school kind of and then try to do the rap thing. Flex is like working. He he had other things, but he had the rap. He had the rap shit on a lot. Like as far as just like people knowing who he was and everything. Um, I always enjoyed Battle and Flex because me and him we're we're very similar in a sense of where he came from the Midwest. I came from the South. People don't even think we're from where we're from. Um, he's probably way nicer of a person than I am. <laughs> That's the, I will say that he's probably way nicer of a person than I am. But he, but he's like he was a he was actually a very big influence. I mean, just like as far as just energy goes, too. Like not even just song wise and just rap wise, but just like you know how you carry yourself with people too, man. Like you want to make sure people are having fun when they do their stuff, you know. C's back going back to C's mics. C's was like extra funny, you know. Like it, it's. And that was one of the that was one of the main reasons why it was hard to beat him because he could just in a drop of a second just like snap on you you wouldn't even know it. And but he was always very entertaining. Um, it was like he would control himself on stage, get what he was trying to say say out of his system in between songs. He's cracking a joke. You're just like, what the? I did not expect that. Um, and you know, K. Chrome, you know, he was just like very. Um, He's very raw, man. Like, you know, you look at him, you're like, he raps? And then you hear him, you're like, oh, yeah, he raps. Like, for real raps. And it's just like that raw energy, man. Um, you know what? Yeah, I could say, like, my peer group, they, they can be considered mentors in a way, too. Now I think yeah. about it. So what, what years was, all, what years was like, prime battling for, for the whole scene? Like, like I mean, because it, it doesn't really go down as much now anymore, right? I mean, they got the battles where, you know, we're trying to do the whole thing, how, like, Smack Your R.E.L., KOTD, and RBE right, does, right, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. They got that style now. And shout out to them leagues. Like, they, they're doing all their thing. Um, but the stuff that I came from, like, if you, if you were at um, if you were at um, State of the U, like, one – okay, wait a minute. State of, the U, State of the Union did something different, though. Because they used to have this group there called Flip the Script Entertainment. And I don't know if they would do necessarily battles, but they had competitions. And you would have to freestyle about random stuff sometimes. I remember I went there, and I was thinking, okay, this is going to be like the other stuff I'm used to. But it was extra hood, though. 
So, like, the topics they were talking about, they were like cops, robbery, hoes, sluts, money. I'm like, okay. I had to freestyle about the cops. I did it my style, and they just looked at me like I was from, like, from, like, I don't know, Mars or something, man. I, it was crazy. <laughs> it looked at me crazy. But uh, the battles of Ericos was, was, was a trip, man. Like, my first ever battle like that was with, was with um this young lady named Omega, and I I lost that man. Like I was not gonna win against her. They were not having it. <laughs> I did everything. I did I I did some of the funniest shit, and I I said I was, and my and my my bars were going. I was getting her. I didn't I didn't I wasn't like calling out her name or nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely made her crack a smile, and I was like doing entertaining stuff. But they weren't having it with me. I didn't know who I was, man. I was like, like, who is this guy? And the, her people were with her, and I was like, all right, man, I got that, I got that. Um, now the battles of True School were like, they were they were pretty legendary. I won, so I won a few of those. I won, a, I won actually when Ben and Moses popping won the first battle there, and like they gave me nothing for that. I was mad <laughs> because they started giving out prizes after that. I was like, man, hold up, man. I was like, Lord Abbey, we need to talk, man. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, Ben Moses, those are really good battles. Those are really, really fun battles. Um, and they were just all the off-the-top, face-to-face battles, man. And they were just, like, so fun to do, you know what I'm saying? Like, just so, like, in-depth and just, like, we had a good time, man. Really good yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're known as, like, the the booking conduit for like a lot of out of state. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. All, all yeah. of you from out of state hit you up for shows, man. How, how did that even come to be, man? Everybody hits you up so, in DC for, for, for booking. So it was, um, I can't even remember who it was specifically. A big part of it was, uh, Jesus. I feel like, I feel I feel like somehow my name got mentioned to this cat uh, Nicholas Oliver, who um, he used to go by the name of Ordeal. He rap. He he uh, does a lot of stuff for Chesky from Fake Four, and me and Chess knew from each, each other from way back, like like years ago. Because Mike King he went to school with me, and like I I ended up on um, the Anonymous Ink project they put out a long time ago, and. Mm-hmm. He would hit me. He would hit me up to do stuff. Um, like he hit me up to book um, him. I want to say a show for my man Bigelow. Shouts to him, by the way. Um, and I think that's kind of how it started. And this random people would just hit me up. Like Kay Murdoch, he hit me up to help out Mega Ren for a show over there's in DC before. Um, I think the more music and stuff I did over the time the more mm-hmm. people started being like, oh, yeah, he puts on shows here. And and it's like a gift and a curse. It's like as much as I can, like, book them a show, it doesn't mean I can always guarantee it's very successful here because it's, like, very – it's always very hard to get people to come out sometimes, you know. Even people within the community that know me be like, oh, yeah, you're a, you're a superb rapper. You're a super lyricist. I love you. I got a show. Uh, but see what happened was I can't go. You know I got my. You know I got to do this, that. I'm like oh man, go through it too, bro. Go through it too, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you see, yeah, you, you know. Yeah. Um, and and just after a while, it's just like people still want to come through here and still perform. Though I'm like, okay, I do, 
do what you gotta do. It's called good. Um, and, and that's kind of what how it happened. It's hard for me to say no to some of these people, man, because I want to help them out. I want to at least like make them feel welcome somehow. You know, right? right. When my open, my eagle came through. I, I don't even know if I gave him his first show here, but I think I did. I might have. It um, at Wonderland actually, it was a small show, but he had people coming through. Um, we linked we linked up to a forum actually, and I helped him and a friend of his um out with a with this uh project um with the NIH about freestyling and people looking at your brainwaves, like to see how it's active and everything. Oh man, I wish I remembered the website for it. But anyways. When he came out here, I I hooked him up with a show, so yeah. Like I've I've done that for quite a few people, um, and then I was able to like get in like DC Nine at some point, and people were people who never talked to me all of a sudden like, hey, how'd you get that going? I'm like, you don't talk to me like that. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like okay, I, well I did this. I don't know what else I can tell you, but so yeah, man. I did become the conduit. I don't know how, but that's <laughs> yeah. I just know what about the the what about the uh, another big uh, thing you're a big part of was uh, the Music to Marvel project. Oh yeah, Music to Marvel. So, so that so that wasn't my idea initially. Arnell and Edward Aziz, who I haven't mentioned, shout out to big shout out to him. Um, very creative dude, very underrated producer, just artist. Um, they came up with the idea because Edward he would so he make he would make beats he may, he still does this he'll make a beat he'll send it to everybody and see if everybody wants to like check it out or whatever and um we're just like you know he'll be like oh yeah it's dope whatever and after so many beats Arnell got the idea I was like damn man we should do music and Marvel too because you know we got down with some of the people in the um the nerdcore scene or whatever and like you know. We were we all had been into comic books and all that. I mean, I made a song called Super Drugs about superheroes being like drugs. So, you know, I wasn't deep into it like that though. But um yeah, they just like basically was like, Oh yeah, we're gonna do it this way. Artemis, you play this character, Prowl should play this character, Night Train, you play this character, you know, just kind of doing it that way. Um can't remember how long it took, but it was fun though, man. Um, I had a I had a good time doing that. Uh, That's dope, bro. Yeah, I was hoping we could. Well, I don't know. Maybe we could. Who knows? Maybe someday it might end up on record or vinyl. I don't know. But uh, that's a that's a very that was a very fun project to do. Um, hopefully, what year was that? that? What year did that go down? That was last year, actually. Oh, it was recent. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Marvel Two was re. Listen, matter of fact, they they dropped it. They dropped it right when I got out of the hospital. I think they put it out right when I got out of the hospital. Yeah, it was like a, it had to be like a month or two afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what's coming down the pipeline for you, bro? But I know COVID's <laughs> kind of probably throwing a wrench a lot of things, man. But I mean, so um, recently, so strangers and click, we did put our EP. Put out our EP, uh, Fight Nights, which is everywhere right now. Me and Hype Keach, we put out Astro Block. Shout out to him. Shout out to the big homie Hype. Um, so I'm technically part of the Cole Rhymes uh, Records family. 
Um, yo, he's somebody you should get on here. He's a, he's got he, he's got history. High Keech. He's got a, he's Keech. got a deep history. Okay. Yeah, I actually I actually knew him from the MySpace days. And like Dang, that's I, cool. and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And we didn't see each other for 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 a minute, and we just happened to I can't remember what happened. But we just happened to bump into into each other online again, and we did a couple of shows when he was touring. And um, I've been trying to work with him anyway, and I didn't know he had a label, so we just kind of like kept in contact. And we, just, I was like, "Yo, let's work on something." So it took about a year and some change to make it happen. Um, and we're gonna work together some more, actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You should, you should hit him up, man. He's a, he's a good dude to talk to. Um, I'll definitely have to list, man, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so the High Key album, Astro Blocks. Um, today actually, um. This just came out. So um, me and Arnell, we did a – it was like a compilation project we did called Today's Agenda, which is over, like, the Dirty Church, like, Dirty Church instrumentals. So Tim okay. Hicks from Cornell West Theory, Dirty Church. Let the dirt say amen. You know what I'm saying? Um, we um, – there was – some of those are old beats I'd had from from years. Um, some of the newer stuff. I think Arnell got some newer stuff. And – we just basically like did our own songs and put together on a compilation. Um, so that's out now. It's on rnellification.bandcamp.com. So definitely okay. support that project. Um, I'm working on, um, man, I got a couple of projects in the works, but the one that's going to come out this year, um, it's going to be two uh, different EPs. Um, it's called Enshrouded Angels, Enshrouded Devils. They're two different EPs. I'm going to drop those in the fall like early fall slash winter. Um, be on the lookout for the singles com coming out for those in, um, I would say the end of August. Okay. End of August, September. Oh, let me rewind too. Um, shout out to Color School Band. Um, as you can see, I do a lot of work with Arnella as my brother from another. He is like, like that's like the, the home, the big homie. Um, he has a band called Color School and I feature on a couple of their joints together a lot. And, um, Shout-outs to Bill and Jerry um, for putting that together. Uh, Color School Band, uh, they dropped their EP. I guess it's called One City, One Love. I'm on two tracks on that. Really, really good stuff. Um, let's see. There's that. A shot that's coming out. Talk about today's agenda. I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prowse's album. Got to check it out. I'm on a single called Bang Bang. That album is I'm telling you, you got to hear that album. It's hard to rap with her. She is so fire. And it's, it's, it's true, man. And it, you know what? It's an honor for her to say that she, she, she fucks with me like that because, you know, we knew each other from true school. And I always thought she was just like a very amazing lyricist, a true talent. And somebody who raps like that, like, yeah. And she tells me that she looks up to me. I'm like, damn, like, you're killing it. Like she I don't was have my, a vocal she was my cheat sheet today for, for my questions for you. She was kind of my cheat oh, sheet. You? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She is oh man, she's a beast. Like that even have that vocal register to be able to rap like that, that yeah. is a gift. And to be able to utilize it that well, it's such a gift. And yeah, man. I'm I'm and she's like one of the most nicest people you, you ever will meet, man. She's such a nice person. Yeah. Hell yeah. Just Laid back, cool, oh, yeah. 
And I'm looking forward to our project. And um, I'm on that single, Bang Bang. Um, man, I feel like there's, I feel like there's other stuff. Um, I was on the, uh, I was on this protest song with uh, this band called Wolves and Sheep. Um, my man Nathan Adamus um, calls himself Tyler Durden. He, um, he put that together out. He put that out. I want to say he put that out this year, maybe. So yeah, I was on that. Yeah, man. I, I would say. For now, um, the two EPs I'm gonna drop this. Um, it's coming fall and winter. It's it's gonna be on horizons, and I, okay. then I'm gonna have some more stuff next year. Actually, Damn. like stuff I'm stuff I'm already working on for 2021. It's already like halfway done. Okay, I bet. Well, this is the part. This is part of the episode, man. Well, you got five minutes to shine, man. I mean, is there anything you want to say to everybody that's watching? People that may be watching this later on. Anything you want to get out to everybody? Um, yo, man, just want to say this, man. Um, uh, with this music stuff, man, or, or just, you know what, let me just say this. For anybody that does any kind of art, man, you know, just always understand you need to be your number one fan and your worst critic, you know. Always know when to promote yourself and always know when to pull back from outshining others, you know. Um, and I say that because, you know, a lot of people criticize me about having a lot of content out there they don't always understand like the dynamic of that either. You know, it depends. It, it takes a certain mind to get that. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, you know, you put out as much as you want. If you feel like you, you want to drop an album like every week, if you have all the time in the world, do it. You know, it, like if you feel like you need to do it, do it. Um, if you feel like you need to drop one every three years, you should do it. And especially in this day and age. And I say this particularly to musicians. Um, for musicians, you know, take advantage of this thing of getting out as much content as you can right now online before they stop making it possible for you to do that because they will do that. I had to tell some of my I had to tell some of my comrades this, my, my colleagues, my peers this. They don't understand the concept of content. You know, you can't just be like people want to talk about the whole quality and quantity thing. It's very true. You have to have to consider that. However, you do have to consider when and you have to consider how much you can do in this day and age when it's easily accessible. And we're in a quarantine. You better do that shit right now. You better. You don't do. If you don't do it, you you may regret it when it comes to time where oh you can't really get out your content anymore because it says A, B, and C, and D, and people find it offensive. You dig what I'm saying? I mean. Within a pro within a progressive thought manner is what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. I, gu I guess, yeah, you hear what I'm saying, basically. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I just feel like a lot of artists aren't considering, they're considering listening to too many people and not listening to themselves. Listen mm -hmm. to yourself first. And if you, got, if you got to consult with somebody else to help you out, by all means, do it. Don't take anybody's unsolicited advice all the time because you don't know what people's intentions are to, to tell you what they're telling you. You know what I'm saying? So. Straight up facts. I was on a freestyle, but I was like, nah, I, I should just say this because I probably will never, never be able to say this ever again. You know? My dude, Artemis, man, it was an honor to have you today, my dude. Thank <laughs> we you, man. We definitely got to, once, once all this ends, we got to do a show to get another yeah, show, man.
Yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like, Brian, Brian gonna hit me up, right? I'm looking at my watch, like you gonna hit me up, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm a hidden, I'm a hidden jewel in a, in the necklace, man. Like, no, no, shouts to you though, man. Like you, I hope so. See, somebody has to do a hidden gems episode on you, or or <laughs> like somebody has to do one on you. Yeah, so it could be like what Brian, the things you've done. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I appreciate the honor, man. Thank you, man. Sure, man. Uh, appreciate you, homie. I appreciate. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. No, it was an honor, y'all. And uh, I appreciate everybody tuning in tonight, man. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot of people in here showing love tonight, man. In the comments, man. So. Yeah, shout, yeah, yeah. Shout to everybody in the chat, man. I didn't say what updated everybody, man. Shout to everybody. Too many people to name. Um, thank y'all for the love, man. Thank y'all for hearing what I have to say. I appreciate everybody, man. Straight up. Sure, man. Much love, Artemis. Peace out, y'all. So take it easy, man. Thanks. Good show.